talk about the goal of servanthood. I notice some of us are not writing. We talk about the goal of servanthood. We talk about how God brought us into servanthood. And we talk about the keys to servanthood. Amen. We talk about the definition of sometimes, the definition of heart and definition of servant. We talk about the goal of servanthood. We talk about how God brought us into servanthood. And we also talk about the keys to servanthood. Praise Jesus. Let us start with John chapter 6 verse 38. John chapter 6 verse 38. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but, to, but the will of him that sent me. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Amen. So, contained in this scripture is the definition of a servant. A servant is a person who is willing to lay aside his own will to do the will of another person. A servant is a person who lays aside his own will to do the will of another person. He offers himself up to to act on the instructions of that person. And it comes from a heart of submission. It comes from a heart of submission. He has his own will. He has his own desire. He has his own goals. But he has decided to abandon them. So that he cannot follow the so he cannot follow another person. And not fulfill the desire of that person. And the person who made that statement, we all know who he is. So that meant that while he was on earth, even though he had his own will, even though he had his own desires, when there were times where his will contrasted with that of the person that sent him, he he laid aside his own will so that he could obey the person that so I could obey the person who sent him. Praise Jesus. And so he and so by reason of that act, he has now set it as a template for us to follow. So, definition of the word heart, A-R-T. An art is a skill that is attained by study, practice, or observation. An heart is a skill that is attained by study, practice, or observation. Like for example, now you are into graphics design. You don't. It's not like I said it was born into you. It's not like I said you have the genes to do it. But after a consistent exposure, after a constant exposure to that, to that thing, after you keep on developing yourself, after after you keep observing and experiencing how to bring those structures together and the ideas required, you would eventually learn how to perfect the act of graphics design. So also is servanthood. Nobody on earth was born a servant. It's something we learn by practice and by observation. And it's something that we all perfect. There are people who have laid down models of servanthood for us to learn from. And they also learned it from other people as well. And they also practiced and they observed. Praise Jesus. So, what is the goal of servanthood in accordance to the kingdom? The goal of servanthood is that we are able to please the person who sent us, who is our king. The goal of servanthood is that we are able to please him that sent us. And so, and so if we do not do this, but that means that we are going to end up being on bad terms with him. Praise Jesus. Let me use an 
analogy here. So, my mom is a career woman. She has an eight to four job. So most of the tour she so and she works in a and, and when she's working, it is far from where we are staying. So she wakes up as early as four a.m. She will do her devotion. She will prepare food for the family. She will pray with the family, and then she will head up to work as early as six o'clock. And she will not be back to around six seven eight. And by the time she gets back, she will just be too tired to do anything. So she will just rest and prepare for the next day. Now the thing is that as she when she was when she when she was younger, she noticed that she could not keep up with that with that pace. So she decided to hire someone who would help her run the house, just to take care of the house in her absence, so that the whole place would not be in disorder, and who would also take care of the children in her absence as well. And so she brought in some she brought in a girl to take care of the whole and that girl that girl there were some things that she was that was, that was required of her to do she was to learn how to she was she was she was learn how to manage the resources of the house if anything went missing in the house my mom would require an account of from it of it from her are you following me also she was also to, she had to learn all our individual preferences as well because there are sometimes that we will, that my sister and my my, my my siblings and I want to eat the same food. She also had to learn that one as well. That was when we were much much younger. She had to learn how to take care of each of us individually because we are also different. And she also had to learn how to satisfy my my dad as well. Praise Jesus. So now, if these things are not being done, we had a had the right to complain to my mom. So that she cannot put her in order. But the thing was that the, the thing was that we could also abuse that right. So to avoid that, my mom will now hear all sides of the story, and they will now give the book to whoever that was worthy of the rebooking. And most times, I was the one that was worthy of it. Amen. So notice the and because of that, because of the work that my mom placed in her care. My mom provided for her. My mom provides for her. She gives her food. She gives her clothing. She gives her shelter. And she also gives her money. If anything happens to that girl, probably if that girl should fall sick, my mom will be the one that will end up paying her bills. If there's anything that I went through with her, if, if the girl needed to go to school or needed to learn a vacation, my mom will put in the bills. Just because, just to provide an environment for her whereby she can be happy and also and also um, work for her properly and there was also television available for her so that she will not be lonely in the, in the old place praise jesus all these things she did so that she'll be able to find a conducive environment to work in and it's the same thing with us even though that analogy is rather imperfect because god has placed us on this earth and as he placed us on this earth he has given us some resources so that to be so that we would have a conducive environment for us to fulfill our potential and carry out the work that we did that he has entrusted in our care which is and so if anything should happen to us if any form of adversity should befall us it is it is his own obligation to take care of us so that nothing so that his own work will not be hindered praise jesus do you remember the centurion the centurion who came to jesus he came to him he said master master help me my servant is about to die why why did he do it because that servant he had gotten to a point that the work that he was doing was just too important for the centurion to for the centurion to ignore and if the man should and if the guy should just die or if anything should happen to him that work would be hindered so it's the same thing with God. He takes care of our needs so that we can serve Him the more. I want to, I want us to understand that most of the time we tend to operate from the standpoint of selfishness, in the sense that when we come to God in prayers, when we come to Him with supplication, 
we are only we are merely asking God for what we want. We are merely asking God for our own needs, for our own desires. We are merely even our concept of heaven is based on just God taking us to heaven without any single thing to do. We have treat we treat God like as though is our ATM. And yet, this thing is not supposed to be so. I said yes. I said on Sunday that God didn't just call us to go so that we could go to heaven, but rather He called us so that we can enter His kingdom and serve Him. And so, all those things, all those resources that we have, they are to they are to the end that we are able to do that which He has committed into our care. And if anything should go wrong. It's going to require an account from us. Praise Jesus. And he has entrusted the earth in our care for the time being. And we all know the things that we are supposed to be doing. Supposed to be the salt of the earth. Supposed to be the light of the world. We're supposed to be the city on a hill that cannot be hidden. But if problems here and there should come on the earth, as a result of us knowing his will, as a result of us being in his as a result of us being intimate with him and knowing his desires and his wishes he's not going to to require an account from those people who are going to help our face the greater responsibility will be upon the church praise jesus so it behooves on us that we are able to grasp this thing properly so that we can end up pleasing him And so, how were we brought into servanthood? In the Roman Empire back then, any servant, anyone, anyone who was called a servant was either bought as a slave or he was born into it. Born into it in the sense that his parents were slaves as well. But for us, we were brought into servanthood by redemption. Ephesians chapter 1 verse in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins jesus christ redeemed each and every one of us to be his own to the to the end of servanthood and so every christian in as much as he's a born again believer in as much as he's there in as much as he's, he's a regenerated person is a servant and so it is and so it is a it is our obligation it's not the job of the pastor or of anybody who is spiritual like that but that each and every single one of us in as much as we are affiliated to the kingdom of god amen so yes he is to servanthood which is where i want to press on today i'll be this night first let us talk on the training training so all our experiences on this earth both pleasant and unpleasant even though we tend to have issues with some of them even though some of them it might we might be disgruntled with some of them god lets all those situations befall us so that he can be able to produce servants out of us so i can be able to produce men men of god who will be able to represent him and advance the course of the kingdom on, on earth praise jesus you might look as you might be asking yourself there are some things that happen to you that happen to me that happen to every one of us that it seems contradictory to what is to what we are to what we want but it's not because the lord is evil or wicked so to say but it is because he is using it as a process to purge us of some things that needs to be removed when that if that girl should come to my house for the if that girl should come for the first time she, my mom would just cut through a course she has to know almost everything about the house she would have to know where food is stored she would have to know how to manage money she would have to know how to how to, she would have to know the individual preferences of every single person that is there and after a while she can now and, and when she has gotten the message she can now be able to perform her work as well so in the same vein the Lord trains us so that He can send us out to the world, and that training is is important for each and every single one of us. 
hallelujah and if we are if we if we fail those trainings if we do not if we are not able to come out as the product that I desire there is the chance that it might not send us out look at the Israelites who dwelt in the wilderness to them to them they were thinking that God was being wicked by just giving them manna from heaven where, where as they could have been taking cucumber and egusi in Egypt but God's own but God had a plan in and he wanted to use those experiences to train them because they were going to a place that had giants they were going to a place that had wicked people a place that, need, that they needed to be strong in the Lord so that they could go to conquer the territory for him but their own focus was on their personal needs and because they were too short-sighted they were not able to enter the promised land all these experiences are not for the present then it, therefore what God has in store for us in the future so when they please let us let us take it in and let us be grateful for them Amen let us go to Matthew chapter 6 verse 3 some of those trainings they come in temptations and tests Sorry, Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Exactly. And when the tempter came to him, so let's go to verse 1. Verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Before this happened, we all know that. Jesus was baptized and when he came back from the water, God was saying that this is my well-beloved son in whom I am. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And everyone, everyone, everyone at the river was to see that this was the person that God had called for a mighty. And afterwards, God now said that, okay, I'm my beloved son. Enter wilderness. Let me train you. And so he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. to verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. So, to some of us, we might be asking that, okay, maybe it's just bread. What is in the significance of bread? Praise Jesus. He had not eaten for 40 days. And the first thing Satan decides to do was to use his immediate needs. Besides that, okay, let me attack this man based on his person on his present situation. And let me and let me find and let me just find a way to tell him that he can use his power to turn the stone to bread. So what is it about this bread that made Jesus say that okay this thing is not good for me? The problem with the bread that Satan was trying to make Jesus bake was that this bread didn't come from the right source. Praise Jesus. Notice bread be, be stone becoming bread. I like bread. I like bread very well. And I know to an extent how bread is be, how bread is made. If you check the label, you will see wheat flour, you see yeast, you see sugar see bread improver you see preservative and all those things after and all those things in the required proportions they will be mixed and then the yeast will now come in so that the thing ferments and co2 could rise up and they will now put it in the oven and then you have your bread there was a process and there were some ingredients that were required for that bread but when but if jesus turned stone to bread all those processes would be ignored praise jesus so it will look bread but the source of it made it corrupt hallelujah and that is the problem of lust that is the problem of our of lust a loss is anything 
please, I hope you can hear me clearly. A loss is anything that you are willing to get outside the will of God. A loss is anything that you are willing to get outside the will of God and His ordinances. Satan appealed to his immediate situation and he said that okay I see that this thing is wrong with you now let me just try and change matters for you a lot of us we ask a lot of us we find ourselves in this test daily and many of the time we just fall for it without realizing that these things are matters of alliance for example for example we some of, uh, we I know that most of us we are students and our income is not really buoyant. And imagine you are in a period whereby you are you are extremely broke, and then suddenly what one thought just enters your mind that sort of enter into Yahoo. Go and do Yahoo Yahoo. Or one thought just enters into your mind and said, go and put money for wax telling. Go and put money in any Ponzi scheme. Those things they are violating the principles that God has ordained for money. And so Satan is using those things to appeal to the lost. Or imagine if you are doing exam and after the TTP, after the MTN, you come to the exam venue, you see the question, you realize that what you read was not what came out. So you now find yourself stranded. You now see that people are writing and you are tempted to giraffe or to ask questions. Those things, they look like as if they are trivial. They look as, as though they are insignificant. But every time you decide to compromise, every time you decide to fall for those things, you are, you are directly disaligning yourself from the kingdom of God and from what he's doing. Hallelujah. I had a test um, last month, my first test, online test. I I read for the course, I prepared myself for the course adequately. But there was a question that I sensed was coming out. And when I checked it, I didn't see any answer there. I went online, I didn't see anything. And lo and behold, the question came out. And because it's online test, no one will catch me. I even did it in church. I just took my, my phone and my writing material and my book. And so when I first saw it, I just, I felt one fear just came to me, upon me at once. And they were like, check your book, check your book. Go online, go online. Because I buy data, go online. But I, de- I decided to calm down. And I reasoned within myself. I told myself that this is just a test, online test for that matter. That is just five marks. And it's very possible that I can still get those five marks back. So there was still second chance. Also, it also is um, the Holy Spirit told me that it is better to fail honorably than to pass dubiously. And when that thought came, I I just stopped. Whereas seven seven guys in my department gathered together, including the brainiest in my department, they gathered together. And they did the test together. They checked, they checked, and they, they looked for answers online. They were able to find it. Hallelujah! And some of them were Christians. Those things they look, they look small, but you are shortchanging yourself because you are denying of your, you are denying yourself of the process that God is, that God wants to take you through. And so, if you do not abide by it, there is the possibility that you not end, that you not end up being fully baked amen and they are they, and they come to us daily come to us daily we cannot we cannot evade them we cannot run from them but we can resist them hallelujah remember i said a loss is anything you are willing to get outside the will of god a lot of things we are a lot of things we are looking for and God has said it's not yet time and God has said that the process is not yet complete but yet you in your stubborn nature you decide to to bear off please don't please don't I 
appeal to us that we shouldn't do it. I know that some of us will even believe that asking, I'll be giving people answers in exams, they are right. Some, I've heard some Christians who actually, who actually defended it, saying that the goal is to ensure that the person does not fail in exams, to ensure that does not enter, does not have carryover. But even then, that person had the same amount of time to read. And he decided to use your own time judiciously. Well, that one, for reasons best known to him, couldn't use his time appropriately. And so, that one is trying to appeal to emotional blackmail. Hallelujah. We should learn how to develop our convictions in matters like this. Because they are small, but they matter. The, the way Satan gets us in those senses, appealing to emotional, appealing to our emotions. Is by using the what's the word I can use? Is by exploiting the fear of the unknown. Because we're not sure what will happen in future, we we now it now begins to inject thoughts of fear into us that now makes us agitated and anxious. I will not end up comforting. But Lord is telling us today that we should resist it. Amen. Let us go to the third temptation in this. Um, in this in Matthew's account, okay. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Verse 9, please. And sent unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship him. Amen. So, this after after being tempted of two temptations and successfully resisting them, Satan and decided Satan now decided that Jesus would Satan decided to try the art of Jesus. Because let us not, not deceive ourselves. The fact that Satan told Jesus to submit to so that he could receive the kingdoms of this world meant that Jesus already had it in mind to take over the world while he was on earth. But the problem, but the problem was that Satan could not get him because the will of Jesus was aligned to God. Praise, praise Jesus. The will of Jesus was aligned to God. He knew that he came to the earth to infect the kingdom, to inaugurate the kingdom, to start up the process of the kingdom. He knew there, there were scriptures that that spoke of it. Anyone, if you looked at, if you look at early childhood, you would have already known that it was a man of purpose. And so Satan already knew that this guy already knew this thing. And so he decided that they decided to tempt, to tempt him, to try to get him to compromise. To try to get him to visit, to try to get him to, to ignore the process, and he tried to get his, to try, try to get him to lost after the king, after the world. But Jesus did not give; he didn't give him. And it is a test that each and every single one of us would have to face. Had it been Jesus was willing to get it outside God, he would have fallen. And that is where our motives come in. A lot of us, we are serving God because of one thing that we want. And if God does not give us that thing, it's like as though we should just leave him. Hallelujah. But the thing is that if we continue in that path, God is going to fight that motive. And if that motive should actually beat God, then we are likely going to end in aligned to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We need to understand these things. We get tested every day and we cannot ignore them. But those tests are for our glory. They are to enable us to perform the work of servanthood. Some of us usually pray that the devil should not come to us. But God cannot answer that prayer. He cannot answer the prayer. Because your spiritual growth, it is incomplete without exposure to the devil. Your spiritual growth is incomplete without exposure to the devil. So, if you want to avoid temptations, if you want to avoid tests, the best thing for you 
is that God should not scare you to heaven immediately. But as long as you are on the edge, expect them to come. Expect trials to come. Expect challenges to come and adversity to come. Amen. Next thing, our character. Our character. Matthew chapter 10 verse 24. The disciple is not above the master, nor his servant above his Lord. Verse 25. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? So what Jesus was trying to explain was that every single servant has someone as the master and that the, that the desire of that servant is that he, he behaves like the master that is united to the master in thoughts in word and in action in thoughts in word and in action because if that master sends the servant on an errand it is the master is the master that the servant is representing hallelujah it's servant the master is representing so that servant will now have to adopt the nature and the character of that master so that he does not end up tarnishing the reputation of the master all of us now we are UI students and by the grace of God graduates but when we graduate you should know that there is already a preconceived notion of UI to to the outside world and to uphold that notion UI would spend this time teaching us how to behave like how to adopt the model of UI so when every so when everybody gets admitted they go through an orientation program hallelujah they go through an orientation program so that they can adopt the values the principles and the and the ideologies of the school, of the university so that they can work as products of the school and for, for some people like like that they missed the orientation our training is not complete hallelujah it's also adopt the character and the nature of the school and if you vowed and so they'll give you principles to give you um they'll give you guiding rules and regulations to abide by so that you can end up being part of the system so if you resist it, they have the right to inject you out of the university system. Hallelujah. So God also does the same thing to us. He trains us so that we can be, so that we can have his character. Because we are representing him to an outside world. We are representing the Lord to a world that does not know him. And so their understanding of God it is dependent on how we live our lives on earth. So if we Christians if we believers do not show God properly in conduct, we are causing the world to blaspheme God. And we are making it harder for the kingdom to be inaugurated. Hallelujah. I hope all of I hope all of us are following me. Praise Jesus. If you are feeling sleepy, you can just walking around. I know that he has been very, very stressful for us. You're just walking around so that you don't sleep. Hallelujah. Character in the kingdom is very important. Yes, we look for the power. Yes, the Lord wants us to do his works. In fact, if you don't do those works, our incompetence is showing God to be weak. Truthfully speaking. But he's more interested in his reputation than in his character than in than in the power thereof. The Lord, the Lord asked the disciples to conduct a survey so that they will, so that he will know what the public, so I will know pub, his, um, so I will know the public opinion of him. And so, our projection of Jesus as well will determine the public opinion of the of him to the world. So we need to make sure we we do this properly. 
That is why it requires having and cultivating the fruit of the Spirit. That is why it requires walking in the line of consecration. That is why the Spirit gives us rules and instructions and regulations to live by. Some of those rules, some of those instructions, you might see them as burdensome. But in the kingdom, they live by these things. To them, it is their way of life. To them, it is their culture. And so if you want to, and so you have to learn how to live like those in heaven so that you can serve God on earth. Look at it now. Yeah, it is the, it is good enough that uh, that the servant be like the master. You cannot serve God. You cannot serve God fruitfully and not be changed by Him. It, will, it has to happen. If it does not happen, it will not allow you to, to, to move forward. Hallelujah. The last point before I round it up is that servanthood can be promotional. Servanthood can be pro- promotional. Each and every single one of us, we uh, we received some resources from the Lord, and our management of these and our management of these resources is called stewardship. And if we do not manage them well, the Lord cannot give us more, more responsibility. Twenty-five parables in the Bible by Jesus Christ had servants in it. So. It goes to show just how much Jesus thinks of servanthood and he expects us to adopt that manner. A lot of times we we yes, we are kings, we are priests, we are sons and daughters, we all those things they are there. We are friends of God. But servanthood also it really really matters to him. It touches his essence. And those resources that he has given to us, those things that he has put in our disposal, they are very important. Because if we do not manage them well, we are telling him directly that we are not prepared for the greater responsibility ahead of us. So Jesus himself who said, he who is faithful in little will be faithful in much. So, us, some of us, we are saying that when I have the money, and now I don't have money to pay tax. But when I have the money, I will not be paying tax regularly. Right? If you can't pay tax now with the little that you have, you cannot expect to pay tax in future when you gain more. In fact, to become even more expressed. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. It's like you're silent. Things like that, they matter. If you cannot do what he expects of you when you have little, he does not expect you to do it when you have more. So there is no need for him to give you to lay upon more responsibility for you. And it's the same thing even in the corporate organizations. They start from somewhere now. And it's how well they manage themselves. Is that that they manage the things given unto them? They do their work effectively. That determines their promotion to the top. It's the same thing. The gifts that the Lord has given unto you, the money that He has given unto you, the associations that He has given unto you, the relationships that He has at your disposal. How are you managing them for the kingdom? Even your time, even your time is very very precious to God. Hallelujah. All of us, no present God is currently seated on high, waiting for the time that He would right that He will come to take to rapture the church. And before, but before then, He has already given the work of the kingdom to each and every single one of us. And so there is, and we all of us, we have timeline to follow. For some of us, it might be when the Lord comes back. But for most of us that are here. There is the likelihood that it will be when our lives are cut, when our lives are born. That, and that is the time that He has allocated to us. For some, it will be longer, and for some, it will be shorter. But the Lord believes 
that the time that he has given to us is enough to do the work that he has entrusted in our care. And so if you spend each and every single day on frivolities, if you spend each and every single day on wastefulness, if you, if you do not spend your day productively, then you are, then time is running out for you. That is why the Bible says, so teach us to number our days, that we might apply our hearts unto wisdom. Because the time is short, but there is a lot of work to be done. And how we will manage our time here, it determines what we, how we will manage our resources as well. Hallelujah. Some of us, we do wish that we could have more, more hours, like 48. I wish for 60. But all of us, we have the same amount of hours, 24 hours in a day. So that there will be justice and fairness to all. Praise Jesus. I truly hope you got something from today, from this night. I've spoken on a lot of things. I've spoken on the definition of servanthood. I have mentioned the I've mentioned some keys to servanthood, three to be precise. I mentioned what the Lord is expecting. I talked about the goal of servanthood. And I said that it is the desire of the master that our, that we please him. I thought about the fact that he has entrusted some resources into our care. And how it is that we are supposed to end up serving him. And even all the things that we receive, all the blessings, all the privileges, all the rights that we have, how we have to use them to serve God and not for ourselves. So I truly hope that at the end of this series, this would inculcate a spirit of servanthood to, to, to you in you. Because the world is waiting for us to arise. The world is waiting for us to emerge in little little matters and, to, and in larger matters as well. In different places. Now that you are in the University of Ipado, there are tons of opportunities for you to serve. Whether in your faculty, whether in your department, whether in any social club or gathering, not as much as is not contrary to the will of God or whether in, in, the, in the present fellowship. The Lord has placed us here so that we can so that we can build ourselves in anticipation of the greater tax that he has ahead of us. And if we don't get this right here, it is going to be very, very difficult for us when we leave this school and we enter the world. So I pray for us that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I pray that these things, they are transformative to us in Jesus' name. And lastly, please build convictions. Please build convictions. If you want to be like the master, you have to be, have the convictions of the master. There are a lot of voices everywhere in this world. The God is trying to get us to to do what they want but let it be that we are ruled by the voice of god and by his spirit i i heard of <laughs> this week i heard that ronaldo threw some bottles of pepsi coca-cola at um, one press conference for the current heroes and that action caused coca-cola to experience loss because many people abandoned Coca-Cola because of that singular act. So in essence, Ronaldo, so in essence, that man is controlling the minds of those people, whether they know it or not. Hallelujah. All of us, each and every single one of us, we need to be controlled by the by God, by the voice of God. Please rise to our feet.
Now this word has entered to us now. I want you to think back to any instruction that God may have given unto you. Whether it's to join any unit here, whether it's to serve in any place in this school, just think back to that instruction. You might see your, you might see yourself as inadequate. You might see yourself as incompetent. You might see yourself as inferior. But Lord has already given you those resources now. He has given you everything you need to do the work. And so just say yes to him. Just say yes to the responsibility. We need to stop hiding from what the Lord is doing. Because those positions, those strategic positions that the Lord requires of us, if the world should take them, they will be able to, to advance the kingdom of darkness. But let it not be so that in our own time on earth that this happens. So just cry out to him. Cry out to him for responsibility. Cry out to him. Cry out to him for more dealings. Maybe you found yourself in an unpleasant situation that does not seem to live. God's providence that should be in that position right now. So that you can learn how to deal with similar people when you get when you get to the top. To just cry out to him that you receive the strength. You receive the strength to go through that trial. To go through that trial challenge. Or maybe you're not even sure of what the Lord is talking. Just cry that Lord, I am I am ready to do it. I am willing. The prayer that God answered the pastors is you deadness. So just shoot yourself to him. Just shoot yourself.